down, you guys. Shuffle up your deck. Loosen up your thumbs. This is Cover B. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cover B. Hi there folks, welcome to another episode of Powered Gaming. It's been a while since we've done one of these and I am super excited uh, because we have a really, really cool game to share with you guys. Yes. Uh, Today we're going to be taking a look at a game called The Initiative. Ooh. Uh, It is a cooperative game of story, strategy, and code breaking for one to four players. Uh, It is coming out of Unexpected Games. Uh, designed by Corey, and I'm really sorry if I mispronounce your last name, <laughs> Corey Konexka. Konexka? Uh, Konexka? Konexka? Konexka, maybe? Maybe. K-O-N-I-E-C-Z-K-A. It's a really cool last name. Very cool I'm last sorry name. if I butchered it. You can hit us up on Twitter. And let me know that I messed up your name and you're sad. If you want to give us like a phonetic spelling, like a phonetic (laughs) structure of it, that would be cool. Just hit me up and be like, hey, I'm really disappointed that you messed up my name. We're not friends. Don't call me anymore or whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This game is fantastic. It's so Um, cool. It's not. You may be wondering, hey, when you guys do power gaming, it's usually like directly Marvel or DC based. What's the dealio? And I'll get to that. So the premise of this game uh and i'll just read it straight off the box here is in 1994 four teenagers find a mysterious game at a yard sale as they play it they discover it is strangely connected to their lives what will they risk to unravel the secrets of the initiative so the cool thing about this game off the bat is that it is a story-driven game that actually has a comic included with it yeah so you're introduced to these four teen characters um, and they, it's exactly what it says. It opens with them finding this game. Uh, and there's actually two booklets. One is like the story booklet, like the campaign booklet that has this comic in it. Um, and then the other booklet is the booklet with like rules and stuff. Um, the rules booklet is designed to be the rules booklet for this game that these characters found. The so game that's, in the game. That's the kind of style and and finesse that this game has is that you while you are playing it and you yourself obviously aren't exactly these teenage characters you are literally experiencing the game they in the comic are experiencing yep so it's a bit of a fourth wall break so the the board that you use the pieces that you use the codes that you're told to break the secret cards that you find and stuff like that are all elements of the story brought into the real world exactly um you follow along this campaign we've only played what did we play like five four four or five five missions um but you follow along with this campaign win or lose each individual uh chapter causes different routes to happen throughout the comic so it's got a little bit of a choose your own adventure kind of element to it Mm -hmm. and it's nice because you don't get penalized from losing you can still continue the story you don't have to replay they actually say don't replay just keep going um and yeah, it's it's just it's super cool. It's it's that's such a nice kind of refreshing way of approaching a game. You know what I mean? So first thing that I want to say is that I love 
cooperative games. I am a very competitive, very poor sport game player. Mm -hmm. I am an only child, and that penetrates every bit of gameplay that I have. (laughs) And I get real... uh, I get real grumpy when I play games with people and I lose and I get mm-hmm. real salty about it. And that's why I always prefer a cooperative game because if we win as a team, it's great. And if we lose at a team, I can blame anyone but myself. Yeah. And so it works out that I don't get really smart, like <laughs> real, real salty and gross and, and un- grumpy and unpleasant. Um, this game is super duper fun as a cooperative game. You're like super engrossed in it together it's I like that it can be a one person game as an only child. I the fact that there are one person board games now makes me super duper jealous because mm-hmm. I would have loved to have one person games as a kid. Yeah. But most board games when I was a kid were not one person. You had to have at least two people. Yeah. So that means I had to like barter and beg with one of my parents to stop watching HGTV and instead play a board <laughs> yeah. game with Come me. Play, please. Please, I'm so bored. Please entertain me. I'm lonely. Yeah. Um, so that was that's always a really cool thing. I love the the idea that you don't have to have somebody else there. Yeah. Um, the structure of the game itself is really, really cool. I really enjoy the gameplay. The gameplay, as you're doing it, has a very interesting move and action system. Um Instead of rolling dice or something like that, you are actually utilizing cards and have to kind of one up whatever card is being done for your next action. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really clever. I think it makes for a cleaner game. Yeah. Um, In terms of one of the things, too, I like about this game is that it's very compact. Um, There's one board. There's, you know, a couple decks of cards. There's everything is very, like, succinct. So as a one person type game player and someone who like as I'm going back to the only child syndrome you know having something that didn't have a lot of setup didn't have a lot of cleanup doesn't have a lot of like mess and everything I get really bored when there's a lot of setup it's one of the reasons why we've only played Gloomhaven like twice because I'm I'm not willing to sit as people set the game up Uh, (laughs) I'm very impatient this game is just so compact you know you flip the board over for different um missions and instead of having to roll dice which can go everywhere everything's just so clean and i love that i love how clean it is and how unified and how tight and and smart it is it's just a really cool usage of the game it's also not easy but not hard Mm -hmm. i didn't feel overwhelmed or super stressed out you know sometimes games get really really stressful and they're just hard like gloomhaven great game super duper hard challenge yeah yeah. super hard five minute marvel not super hard but super duper stressful (laughs) like blood pressure through the roof this one is just very well balanced Mm -hmm. So I really enjoyed that as well. Yeah. So the game itself, uh, when you sit down to play this game, you will pick one of each individual player will pick one of four available characters. We've got Phil Johnson, Brock Sanders, Jenny Bradley, and Prothna Saini. Um, these characters are the teens themselves. These are the four teenagers in 1994 that found this initiative board game. And they themselves have selected different characters within the game who, as far as I'm aware, are mostly unnamed, but fit the kind of style of the game. Being named the initiative, it's got private eye, secret agent kind of vibes Mm -hmm. to it. 
Um, so all of their characters are very like, you know, noir looking like trilby hats and like flashlights up and pointed kind of things. Black and white Carmen San Diego. Yeah. The game has <laughs> one double sided board. Uh, so it's just one square. It doesn't fold out or anything like that. And it's just a double side. Depending on which campaign you're what chapter you're playing requires a board layout of different types and effectively the goal is to utilize your characters their special actions which each character have has their own sort of special action that they can take on their turn um and one of four other actions to move through the board uncovering clues that you will then match up with uh some sort of code that you have on this very neat it's like a plastic um I don't know what you would call it, almost like a placard. Mm-hmm. Like a, it's like a plastic standee that you shove these can't these chapter cards into. They're your mission cards, and it has these. It's basically four. It's a, uh, a like a grate with like four lines across it, and then it has two rows of these flippable squares, which will block out the revealed secret message. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's these matching glyphs on the top row that you find these clues that have these glyphs and then you get to flip that. It's kind of like Wheel of Fortune in a way. Yep. Where it's like, oh, you've got this letter. Bing! And then, you know, now that letter's revealed and you have a certain amount of time based off of things that happen throughout the game in order to solve whatever the mystery, whatever the answer is or the secret message. They have different sorts of win conditions some of them are simply hey guess what the secret phrase is some of them are unscramble this there's one that we did that was like solve the next number in the sequence and while they're they do require thinking and they do require uh you know many times they require you to un like uncover a lot of clues we had one where we got dangerously close to losing. Oh, yeah. We were like, and got close. we just took a shot in the dark and we were like, we want to solve. This is what it is. And we ended up being right, but it could have been Ba-dum. like four other things and yeah. we could have lost. And that's the thing is you can solve the puzzle at any point in time as long as everyone on the team is cool with solving the it's puzzle. Agreement. Yep. But if you miss by even one letter, it's you lose. <laughs> you lose that mission. As T was saying, just to expand upon it, the way actions happen in this is that you have four action card stacks. They are marked by these brown action cards. There's run, which lets your character move up to three rooms from where they're at. There's intel, which lets your character flip two of the clue tokens in any room. Um, And then there's gather, which lets your character gather up up to two uh, of the clue tokens in the room that they are in. Uh, And then there's regroup, which lets you discard all of the cards on any of the action cards. Yep. Uh, The way that function is effectively you have a hand of four cards with different colors that play in later on, but they're not as immediately uh, necessary to know what the different colors mean. But um, you have a hand of four cards and they all have numbers in the top and you can only play a card on an action deck if that card has a higher number than what's already on there. So if you want to run and the top card on the run discard pile effectively is seven, you have to have an eight or above Yep. in order to run. If you only have things lower than a seven, you will not be able to run until somebody performs a regroup on run. So the goal is to roll through, try to find as many of the glyphs that are on that mystery message as you can, uh, before 
effectively running out of uh, cards that you can draw your hand up. Once that happens, you shuffle the discard pile in with the addition of four time cards. Anytime these time cards are drawn from the pile where you would draw your hand back up to four, they are immediately discarded. And if you get three time cards in the discard pile, you lose that mission. Again, something else we got dangerously close to. Yep. <laughs> and it was rough. It basically, it, I think they call it in peril. It takes your, your mission to in peril and you have a certain amount of time to get it done. That's effectively the narrative of it. Um, and you don't have to draw up to four at the end of your turn once you're in peril. But that becomes the challenge is like, well, you know, if I don't draw up, I can't really do a lot on my next turn. And you're it's it's such an interesting mechanic because you're you're planning out moves in a way you don't often seem. Yep. Usually you're just planning moves around my character can do this. My specialty is this. You know, my abilities are this. Yeah. And, you know, if you're playing something like House on or Betrayal at House on Haunted Hill, you know, you're looking at like I have these items so I would be better served being here and you know I can move this fast or my intelligence is this and this room requires an intelligence check and stuff like that um with this it's literally like if I don't draw a card here I'm not going to be able to run because I have no cards that are higher than a blah or the opposite like if I don't draw here I only have high cards and the highest card like the top card on the run deck is three but I need to run so I could effectively accidentally block off run for anybody else who needs it if I don't draw right now. But if I draw right now, I could get a time card and we could lose. So Another really clever uh, mechanic of this is that you cannot discuss your hand with your fellow, yes. your fellow players. So you may have all high cards, but your partner may also have high cards, mm -hmm. but you don't know that. So you and, and you can't ask like, you know, I'm. I have a tw uh, 10. Do you have a 12? Are you going to be good? And 12 is the max number that you can get on these. So if yeah. you're one of your action decks, get up to 12, you really got to regroup. Yeah. Um, but you, you can kind of like hint, like I'm going to regroup next time. It would be really good if you yeah. let me regroup. Exactly. That's, time. that's how we kind of got around it. We were like, you know, you can say things like I have mainly high cards or I only have high cards. Um, we would say things like, and you know, developer if you're listening to this and we're doing it wrong i'm sorry uh this is just how we interpreted this rule we would say things like at the very beginning we'd be like how good do you feel about going first because the main strat is you obviously want to go first if you have really low numbers yep. like if you have a one you should definitely be going first absolutely um if you have only like tens and twelves you probably don't want to go first exactly um and so we would ask each other that question and then we would be like, you know, we need to gather, but I don't have a good card for gathering. If like, say gathering was like three or like a five. Yeah. And gathering was like a five and, and you only have like super high numbers. You would say like, oh, you know, I don't have a really good. And then there's other as you go through the game, there are other things that get introduced, like adversaries, like actual enemy NPCs yeah. that get come into play. As you're going through the game, you'll experience more and more of the fairly rough but still fair rng elements because the clue tokens in all the different rooms are randomized and shuffled and you put them in and so there were two times in a row where we got down to the wire and had to just like take a guess and shot in the dark and one of them we knew pretty well the other one it was like this could be one of four things and we could lose this but we got it 
Um, and we have terrible luck. So and then we like went our, through, we like only had like a few, thing. yeah, we only had a few tokens on the field and we went through after the mission and we were like, where is this token we needed that would have given us the like clear, like this is what it is. And it, both times it was like the furthest away from us. <laughs> it would have been the last one that we, we would have gotten to. Yeah. And like, that's just what you run into, you know? Yep. Um, absolutely. I feel like this game provides a lot of different strategies for play. I'd really like, we only played this with two people, so I don't know how the experience would shape differently if you were playing with a full group or one person. By yourself. I really want to play it with four people. I think games like this where you have like limited resources, like a card situation. Are I, harder. I, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like it would be, while well, you could have more people like busting out you're going to be effectively spending the same amount of cards. You know what I mean? Like just faster for T and I, we did a lot of like T would basically Intel all the time and I would run and gather things. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, it worked for us because that's just how it was. And even if you were playing with four people, you know, if you wanted to Intel and gather, do both things twice in, one round in one round it would be the same amount of cards the only real risk that you run into is having somebody on your team that's like because you can also discard two cards to do your character's special ability Mm -hmm. so if you have people that are discarding a lot that would mix things up a bit but ultimately if you're just doing base actions of which you get to do two per turn or you can only do one or you can do none if you truly feel like it um if you are just doing like the baseline two actions per turn, you're ultimately spending the same amount of cards, regardless of if you're playing with one person or four people. Yeah. I think it's just true. more communication and the cards are spread out more because yeah. you have hands that literally have these cards in them That's instead true. of them being in the deck. So um, this game is just super cool. There's like one. it So basically you solve these missions and then you get pointed in the direction of secret cards. There's a deck of cards called the secret deck and they, it, comes sealed and it has a big warning on it like do not look at these because that's where you're getting all your secrets and narratives and these things exist as like the very first one you get not to spoil too much of the narrative the very first one you get is like a random note that got dropped off on one of the teens house one of the teens door um by some stranger who followed them after they purchased the game um that's the first secret card that you get. So the things that you're getting are literally things that these kids in the story are finding within the box or within their world and interacting with. And all the cards have like, there's one, like a few cards that look like they were printed off on like a dot matrix printer and stuff like that. And it's just such a really cool, immersive experience. And in going through these secret cards, you uncover, like if you have a keen eye, you uncover the ability to unlock other secrets. And it's really interesting too, because it very much feels, it stops feeling like a game and starts feeling like an ARG. Like you become very involved in the scenario and you're like uncovering things and you're like cracking codes that aren't technically a part of the game, but are a part of the game. And it, it makes you feel like you're like, really uncovering special things and it's such a fun it's one of the coolest experiences i've had playing a board game because suddenly like they have tweaked this so that you actually feel like you're discovering things you're not supposed to yeah and that's so cool as t was saying it's not 
super hard, but it's also not super easy. It does require work. Yeah. They recommend that you have a pen and paper with you. Yes. Um, there are ciphers, there are codes, like both in the actual missions and outside of the actual missions. And I got to say, there was one thing that happened to us. We were like, like I said, we we're only like five missions deep. I think it was either after the third or fourth mission. It was right before, uh, for people who have played this and Hey, if you're listening for the developer, um, <laughs> It was right before the like bad guy NPCs get introduced, mm-hmm. um, and it it there was a code and we solved it and we were like, wait, what? what? And then we went and checked. I don't want to ruin it because it was such a rich, organically experience. cool experience. But we just kind of sat in awe of how like immersed that was. Like it was just this really we were pulled into the world of this like secret weird game. It was such a cool tactic and a cool uh, uh design to just like draw your players I, in. it's been a long time since i've seen chris's mind blown to my the mind extent. was absolutely was blown flabbergasted i was like no way like no way and then i went and followed the thing that the card told me to do and like sure enough there it was and it was so cool it was like, amazing they put a lot of love and a lot of heart into this game and have just created something that is like a truly unique experience and what i think is cool is that this is honestly a game that could reasonably reasonably be played with a family um i'm trying to see what the like age rating is on it but like it's got the comic itself Sorry, I leaned away from my mic, so I stopped talking. It's got the comic itself. It's got these delightful characters. It's age rated for eight and up. The puzzles are difficult, and I don't know if, you know, eight and nine-year-olds would necessarily be able to do it by themselves. But, you know, if you've got kids out there, this would be a fun thing to do. It's it's pretty easy to understand rules. It's not anything particularly complex. It does allow for you know, a good bit of strategizing and working together and, you know, supports different play styles. If you're more of a, I'm going to move in and grab things like that's just as helpful as the people that want to just kind of like sit back and plot. And that's fine. Um, it's just cool. And the, the comic itself, the story itself that they're building and the characters itself that they're building are really pretty interesting and compelling. And one of the things I really wanted to say about the comic itself is that it's so cool to me because not only are, is it this really cool immersive game and there's so much going on and it's very code breaky and you feel very cool. The comic itself is starting to introduce some heavier, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. important themes that kind of come out of left yeah. field but work so well. And you're like, damn, they're going to go there. Yeah, the, the comic, the effort put into the comic part of it is more than just this is the comic that we're using to go with this game to you know shape the game no the comic itself is its own story the yeah. game is a portion of their story yeah like it's it's nothing really happens in the game like we don't know the name of the characters we don't know the why they're breaking into these facilities and getting clues we have no concept of like what they're doing when we're actually like sitting on the game board moving around and flipping tokens but we have named characters with very clear personalities, very yep. clear motivations who are dealing with some stuff in addition to being thrust into this weird mystery just by picking up this strange board game at a yard sale. It's so and cool. And that's the story. 
So you're playing the game to find these secrets and to find these extra details and to find these ciphers and these clues and stuff like that to progress their story so that you can continue to move through this comic and find out what the next thing for the teens is not the game, the kids. Yeah. And that's awesome. It's It's super cool. cool. When I first kind of saw this game, I fully expected the comic to just be like, look, Tweedly D, like we're just setting up, but no, there's a whole story there. There's character development and like, like people dealing with self doubt and depression and like it's, it's cool. It's so intensely yeah, yeah. well done. So Bravo, the initiative is one of the coolest board games I've played in years. Yeah, it's 100%. easily easily officially in my like top three of board games. Absolutely. If you're on the fence about it or you've never heard about it before, I don't care. You should go out and get it. Yes. And honestly, if you're not really that into board games, I still recommend it. I think it's a cool experience, cool enough, unique enough experience and an approachable enough play style that anyone really could get into this. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to share this with everybody that I can. The one thing I will say about it is that it is basically a legacy game. You're not really going to get a lot out of it if you try to go back and play it again, that doesn't mean you can't because there still is RNG elements. Um, and there's like bonus, they have bonus missions and stuff too. So I hope in the future, we either get another one of these or we get an expansion that adds new stories or something like that. Um, because I just think the game itself is very, very cool. And it does open you up to the opportunity of sharing it with other people. That's what I was going to say is you could always play it with new people and kind of, it's, it's it's like sharing your favorite movie with somebody. Exactly. You know, it's like sharing the Darth Vader reveal for the first time with somebody. Exactly. Like you still know it exists, but you get to join them on that journey going through it. Yeah. And as long as you're just not the type of person that's like, hey, Spoiling I I know stuff. I know what this is like what the solution to this puzzle is, so I'm just gonna go ahead and solve it real quick. So let's move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which why are you sharing this game with people anyway? Don't be a jerk. Let them play it. But <laughs> This is definitely a game that would be fun to play. Like I plan to play it a second time with other people, you know, to just kind of experience them experiencing it. Right. So uh, highly recommended 10 out of 10 stars, 100%, 110%. (laughs) I'm going to play this all the way through and I'm going to share it with as many people as I can. The initiative. So good. Pick it up. Very, very good. So that's going to do it for us today, you guys. Um, If you want more episodes of Power Gaming, you can find them on our website, CoverBPodcast.com. We also do our weekly episodes every Saturday where we review weekly comics from the new Comic Book Day poll list. Indeed, yes. Um, And if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at CoverBPodcast. New stuff's coming up all the time. Um, Definitely follow us. It's... I, I put a lot of hard work into the Instagram now, so yep. it's definitely worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check it all out, and we will talk to you guys next time we're here. Yeah. For another episode of Cover, Cover B. B.